This is Reality Realty. The views and opinions expressed on Reality Realty or any of the articles presented do not represent the views and opinions of the station, of the Northumberland Hills Association of Realtors, of any real estate brokerage, or of any other realtor. There simply are views and opinions at this time. The information given is designed to be informative and helpful. You should always consult with a professional when buying or selling your home. A big part of the reason that Northumberland County is so popular to move to and live in are the people. And we're going to focus on the people who own local businesses and our local service providers helping to make living in Northumberland County the envy of Ontario. So we're going to once again pay it forward and this is a special series that we've started up during the COVID-19 crisis where Northumberland 89.7 FM and Reality Realty are taking the opportunity to pay it forward by featuring and promoting amazing people in their businesses and giving those very people a chance to reciprocate and pay it forward by directing us to other fantastic people whose entrepreneurial efforts also add value to our community. This week, we'll be hearing from Ken Narona from the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir, as well as from Richard and Isabel, owners of Vintage Pizza Pie Co. I'm Dale Bryant, an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage, and co-hosting with me this morning is my beautiful wife, Carol Ann. Good morning. Good morning. Are you awake yet? Barely. Barely. <laughs> well, we're awake enough. Let's uh, let's get cracking. Let's get crack a lack in here. And Carolyn is a mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. And here we go, another round of pay it forward, Carolyn. Mm-hmm. Well, over the past number of weeks, I've not gotten into the snapshot segment because the real estate market hasn't really been happening. Right. And so there hasn't been that much to report. But this week is different. Things have definitely picked up. Okay. So our next point of order is snapshot. Let's take a look at our snapshot report of Northumberland's residential real estate market for May 28th, 2020. There have been 97 single-family residential sales over the past month, and that is up 17 sales since last week, and it's an increase for the third week in a row, so definitely a sign that the activity is building. It leaves us with an increasing inventory of 370 residential listings for sale, The average selling price of successful sales over the past year is approximately $460,000. 
and that is up slightly, up $3,000 from last week's report. If we break that average sale price down into communities, we can see that the average residential sale price for Coburg over the last year is $483,000. In the town of Port Hope, $469,000. And the town of Brighton, $425,000 on average. During the past year, people have received, on average, approximately 98% of the list price in a market time of 50 days. Northumberland County, we are in a seller's market with an absorption rate at approximately 26% based on the past month's sales trend, meaning we have a residential home inventory that can satisfy approximately 3.8 months of sales at the rate homes have been selling. Northumberland County condos. We have an inventory of 31 condos actively for sale in Northumberland County, with 100 condos having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $391,000, and on average these sold condos have received 98% of their list price in a market time of 47 days. Million dollar listings. We have an inventory of 34 residential million dollar listings actively for sale in Northumberland County, with 20 million dollar listings having been sold over the past year. The average selling price has been $1,150,000. On average, these million dollar properties have received 92% of their list price in a market time of 85 days. I researched these Northumberland County statistics using information from CoreLogic's matrix system, and matrix is the local realtor component of the MLS system. So Carol Ann, what do you have for mortgage rates? Yeah, Dale, they've gone down. They've gone down, they were already very low. Yes, they've gone down even further. So we have a five-year fixed as low as 2.29%. And we have a five-year variable as low as prime minus 0.45. And prime is at 2.45%. So that would make your interest rate 2%. Uh, Conditions apply to these rates. As always. As always. And the benchmark rate or the rate that we use for qualifying dropped as well. It dropped from 5.04 to 4.94%. So a a little drop. It helps a little bit for qualification purposes. And it been at 5.04 for some time, hadn't it? Yeah, it had dropped from 5.14. I think it hung around at 5.14 a lot longer than Mm 5.04. But in any case, it's below 5% now. Hopefully it will go even lower. And there's talk. There's talk in the works about a change in uh, people's down payments, isn't there? It's a rumor. It's a rumor. I haven't seen any solid. It's a rumor in in the mortgage industry though, right? I haven't really seen a lot of solid. I I don't want to I don't want to speculate on something that I haven't seen solid evidence on. Okay. I think they're just talking about possibilities of what could possibly happen in the future. So 
And okay. Until so, I see a little so, bit more. So evidence. you're you're too high class to go there, but I'm not. <laughs> so the the, All ru- right. the rumor I heard was that the down payment may go from five percent to ten percent. Yeah, it's a rumor. Yeah. If I was hearing just that like rumor, uh, just like for the past, I want to say six, seven years, because I'm 13 years in this business now, six or seven years, constant panic that rates are going to rise. Rates are going up. Rates are going up. Rates are going up. Yeah. Well, they did slightly. Yeah. They just sort of fluctuate and then right back. Never to the, never to the point that there was speculation about. All right. Well then- Today's mortgage rates and rumors come to us from mortgage. No, I I am not bringing you any rumors. Please try. (laughs) Today's mortgage rates come to us from mortgage broker Carol Ann Bryant with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance and rumors come from Dale Bryant. (laughs) That's right. All right. Let's see if maybe I can find a little bit more concrete evidence after for for next week, but I wasn't able to come up with anything to substantiate your your rumors. Everybody likes a juicy rumor. Okay. Well, that is your current snapshot of the residential real estate market and events right here in Northumberland County. If you are someone concerned with excessive waste and what's doing to our planet, you'll want to hear this. Stallwood Homes has launched an intensive sustainable initiative for 2020. Stallwood Homes has aimed to reduce construction waste by 50% over the next two years through sustainable building practices and a new recycling program. Al Rose, Stallwood's president, says they'll be implementing state-of-the-art building systems and minimizing the future carbon footprint of their homes. Stallwood presently has four developments here in Northumberland County, one in Coburg, one in Baltimore, one in Grafton, and one in Brighton. Look them up on the web. It's stalwoodhomes.ca. I'd also like to mention that we're trying to, the same with the Pay It Forward segment where we're giving the businesses we interview giving them the ability to direct us to another business to feature. I'd like to do the same thing and give the listeners some show direction here and help help the content become very relatable. And I'm asking you, mm-hmm. the listeners, I'm asking you too, Carolyn. Okay. Yeah. I'm asking everybody okay. to answer, uh, send me a couple answers to two questions and you can send it to dale at dalebryant.ca. If you look me up online, you should be able to find me easy enough. And one of the questions that I'm asking is during a previous real estate transaction, what went wrong or what nearly went wrong and how is it handled or avoided. If you had an experience in a real estate transaction and something nearly went wrong or did go wrong, I'd love to hear about it and and how it was handled uh, so that it 
it was avoided or how it was handled after it went wrong. That would be really interesting stuff. And we certainly won't be using names or addresses for this. And uh, your, your situation could air on Reality Realty. How do you like the first question, Caroline? I think it's a really interesting question. Real life stuff. Stuff that really happened to local people. Yeah. A lot can be learned from because that. Because the real estate transaction doesn't always go smoothly. It doesn't. And it, sometimes it goes smoothly. And then the day before closing or the day of closing, surprise, there's a hiccup. So mm -hmm. it's not very often something major, but there quite often are these near misses. And yeah, and, unexpected. Yeah. Right. And then the realtors and the lawyers and everybody get into action quickly. And most often we can uh, avoid any sure. hiccups. So the second question is, mm -hmm. now that we've been in our homes, we've been isolating in our homes for weeks and weeks and weeks. Yeah, how many weeks now? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> but the question is, what do you appreciate about your home? or wish was different about your home? Mm -hmm. I like that question too. Really interesting question. So please email me your questions, dale at dalebryant.ca, and I would love to air them. You mean answers? Yeah, my questions, your answers. Answers <laughs> to your questions. Okay. Or they could text you as well. They could text me. At what number? 289 251 2947. Well, we're going to take a break and we'll get into our first Pay It Forward phone interview after this break. You've been listening to Reality Realty coming to you from one of Northumberland 89.7 FM satellite home studios. Join us after this break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is Northumberland 89.7 FM's Reality Realty with Dale Bryant and Carol Ann Bryant, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Centers Alliance. Many of you might be very surprised at the musical talent that exists right in our own backyards. I've personally been fortunate enough to be connected with the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir over the past few years. And the NOC is the full package. Choir, strings, brass, woodwinds, and percussion. And they provide a live music venue to our community. I've recently had a phone interview with Ken Narona about how the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir typically serves our community as well as how the COVID-19 crisis has affected them. Hello Ken and thanks for joining me on Pay It Forward. Thanks Dale, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. So Ken, what can you tell us about your own personal involvement with the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir? Well, when we first moved to Coburg, it was 2011. We came from Campbellford, which was a, also a lovely area, and I'd done a fair bit of singing there with, with West Bend. 
And um, since we attended St. Michael's in uh, in Coburg, I ran into a gentleman who was singing in the choir, uh, in the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir, and he he told me I should give it a shot. So about, oh, I don't know, six six weeks after we'd moved here, I, I strolled down to Trinity United and showed up and managed to talk my way <laughs> into the choir. Been, it's been um, a great, a great experience for me ever since. A talk your way or sing your way into the choir? <laughs> well, <laughs> a little bit of both. Uh, at, at the time, it was. Uh, I'm, I'm never great at auditions, so I, I managed to persuade them to give me a shot, and we just uh, we managed to hit it off. And uh, it, it was a it was a great program. John Kraus uh, was in his first year as director for the uh, the choir and the orchestra, and. It, it was just a really, really neat combination of events, and I'm so happy we discovered both Coburg and uh, the, uh, the Northumberland Choir and Orchestra. Okay, that's great, Ken. And, and right now, you're actually on the board. Well, I've now been on the board for three years uh, as president. I've been on the board for six. Uh, the past president, Jeff Mitchell, had done wonderful work with, with the choir and orchestra, but he's living in Bowmanville and, uh, you know, was, was finding it a, a bit of a stretch and that decided to retire as well because he'd reached his term limit, been president for six years. Uh, so I've been, I've been on, uh, the executive as the, as the board chair and we have, um, we've had a really good time, uh, you know, building up the choir, building up the performances. Uh, tweaking things here and there with regard to content of performances and um, with with regard to the structural organization starting to move it into a more electronic medium away from a print medium making sure that you know we've got effective facebook and social mm-hmm. media and a website that works properly and all of those things that people tend to take for granted until you realize that you actually have to do that as an organization and, and trying to find the people that can help us do that as well. Yeah, that's typically young people. <laughs> yes, unfortunately, uh, it is typically young people. Uh, but, you know, we've been blessed with, with community members that, that have helped. We're, we're now moving out uh, and moving, I would say, we may, we may be uh, getting rid of our amateur status in that we, we're going to start using... Uh, local service providers to help us put a more polished and a more hmm. professional uh, spin on the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir websites, Facebook, social media, Twitter, Instagram, all those things that I usually turn to my son and go, how do you make this work? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, the NOC, uh, which a lot of people refer to the Northumberland Orchestra and Choir as the NOC. The NOC has a, right. a great, uh, a great website. I, I think it's really good. I, I find it easy to uh, maneuver around on it, and it's an attractive site. Well, thank you. And I'm hoping that by the end of this year, you'll you'll see some more changes and and some more uh, uh, some more things that everybody should really really like. Mm-hmm. So the NOC. In a typical year, which this hasn't been a typical year, what does the NOC typically offer our local community? The NOC is a very unique organization. We are one of the few combined choir and symphonic orchestras in the province. 
So we have always offered classical music, and we have always offered a strong Christmas program. But we've branched out over the last little while. We've we've brought in, you know, a couple of people that folks out there may know. We brought in Molly Johnson, mm-hmm. a fantastic, fantastic um, jazz singer. We brought in Quartetto Gelato. We've had Kevin Fox. We've had the Sultans of String a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've tried to say local as well with Clan Hannigan. And, uh, you know, what we found is that the people that come to see the NOC come to see good music. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be classical. It doesn't have to be the older styles. That's our history. And that's what we do, and we do it very well. But we've moved a little bit to incorporate what in the old days would have been called the really the popular music. You know, that changes the face of the organization. It's not always a tuxedo and very formal Sometimes it's bright, colorful shirts and, you know, roses in people's teeth. And you're watching, you know, the gentleman from Quartetto Gelato playing his cello while standing up and it's on a strap. Yes. It's a little, it's a little, little bit different. uh, And we think we've got a little bit of everything for, for the folks out there. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I've been somebody in the seats enjoying those concerts and, and you're absolutely right. We'll see, uh, uh, John John Krause sometimes up there looking formal, and then we'll see him in his uh, flashy, his flashy designer uh, shirts with uh, paisley and whatever. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and you know, and and the other thing that we we're doing is in in our history, in our desire to to develop music in Northumberland, we've also started to make very very meaningful connections with the young people we do we're doing a lot of work with song we even have some of the soloists from Yips music school in 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 markham and vaughn though i may not have vaughn correctly but it is definitely markham coming in to play with the orchestra mm-hmm. to sing with the choir to perform the the schools are using the noc and coburg and trinity united church to showcase their young talent and it's, it's a wonderful thing. And in song, which is the, the after-school programs that is run as a nonprofit in Port Hope and in Coburg with Trish Dryden and Marie Anderson and Shannon Linton, they've, they've got the kids coming in at a young age. We, you know, you, we used to be able to, to have a little more music in schools. That, that funding's been cut. That funding's not there. And, and this has picked up, song has picked up or filled the gap, if you will. Mm-hmm. So, Ken, you're talking about the the special guests that you tend to bring in, and right. we also have our local musicians, and people will come from quite a ways away, I understand, to listen to these concerts, don't they? Absolutely. Absolutely. For Molly Johnson, we actually had somebody that flew in from Edmonton. We filled Trinity United. It was a complete sellout, 550 seats. We had people coming from Toronto. We had people, we even had a couple of people coming up from, um, I was going to say from, from Vermont to see this concert because in, in Coburg, you know, our, our pricing, and I don't mean to be mercenary about it, but our pricing isn't Toronto pricing. It's, it's affordable. And when mm-hmm. you get here and you've got places like the Woodlawn Inn that you can stay in or, you know, the restaurants that are here, it just makes Coburg 
first of all, Coburg's a wonderful place to be, and then when people get here and they see it, they, mm-hmm. they just fall in love with it. Yeah. Especially in the summertime when you can get down to the beach. You know, I know that hasn't been possible this year yet because of everything we're going through. But you know what? We'll we'll get through that and there will be those beach days again and we will get people coming back in here. For sure we will. Uh, this too shall pass. And Ken, I'm thinking about back when you were telling us how long you've been involved with the NOC and you've experienced so many concerts. Is there something that tends to make the auditorium come to life during a concert? Yes. Yes. In the years that I've been involved with music, in the years that I've been here in Coburg, the one thing that really seems to spark people is when you have a program that they can participate in, which is why our Christmas concert will always be Christmas in Northumberland. Mm-hmm. And it will always, always have the audience participation and sing along. It doesn't matter if you can sing or not, but yeah. if you can, if you can participate in the music, if you can, you know, tap your toe or just bellow out the, the, the lyrics to your favorite carols, that's the place the audience wants to be. And, and when they do that, there's a magic that grows between the orchestra, the choir, and the audience, and it, it, it's organic, and it just grows. And, you know, after a little while, after a number of years anyway, everybody talks about the chestnuts at Christmas and, mm-hmm. and, and all of those old carols, but there is nothing better, nothing better than putting on that concert. It's familiar to people. It fits all the right places. And the, uh, the orchestra, the choir... And the audience come together as one, and it's just it's just magnificent. And we're doing this in Trinity United, which is one of the most beautiful buildings uh, I've ever seen. You know, in the sanctuary in Coburg, it's it's just a wonderful experience. Yeah, With most music people will sit steadily and they'll watch and they'll just you know they'll pay attention. But there's something about Christmas, and there's something about those carols that <laughs> makes people makes people just get right into it. Yeah, that's that's really good. And 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 my wife and I we've been there for a number of them and and we absolutely love them. That's for sure. So this year, you've alluded to a few times this year being different. The COVID-19 crisis has come along. You're in the entertainment industry which got hit so so hard. What looked different for this year? Well, this year was was rough. This year was, you know, we, we were on our way to having a really, really good year. We had four excellent concerts. We had just finished our family day concert where we had, you know, the two um, soloists from Yips Music School come down. We were preparing for our finale with uh, the Court of Lake Singers where we were going to do the Armed Manned Mass uh, once here and once in Lindsay. And uh, on March the uh, 13th, the board had to make the decision that uh, to keep everybody safe, to mm-hmm. to try and flatten the curve, to to just avoid uh, any possible spread or anybody catching this this horrible virus, that we would um, we would uh, stop our season. And it was it was a hard thing to do. The performers, the the orchestra. The choir, they're, you know, they're a member of 
their family members, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, we were telling people that you know what we're we're gonna we're gonna break this up. We're gonna break it up early. We're not gonna have our end of year celebration, but instead we're going to put our noses to the grindstone and you know, we're gonna come up with something that is going to be really good for next year. We have faith mm-hmm. that towards the end of the year we think we can we can start bringing this together. I can't tell you that I think we'll be okay in September. I think, you know, September might still be a little early, and that's usually when we start our rehearsals and our practices. But I'm truly hoping, like I said, I'm tru- truly, truly hoping that we'll be able to have our Christmas concert and, and do that in Trinity. Yeah, well, I mean... I'm really hoping we can start with that. If all of a sudden, uh, you know, we're fortunate enough and somewhere in this world comes up with a, a vaccine and it gets through all its phases, and if you haven't been prepping then there'll be opportunity there and you won't be ready for it. So yeah, absolutely. It makes sense to, uh, to plan and, and then let, let the future, you know, let us know what's going to happen. Right. Exactly. We, one of the things about this organization, it's been around since 1978, it's made it through thick and thin. It'll make it through this because it's the people that make this happen. So any particular plans you're allowed to share with us at this point? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd love to. We, we've got a little bit of a secret for May, uh, but if you love Fa- uh, Frank Sinatra, I think you would be wise to check out, you know, May 8th at Victoria Hall. We've, we've got a very, very special secret uh, performer coming along, and then we'll, we'll do a little bit of a refill on that. But I can tell you, it, it'll be a Frank Sinatra program primarily. For mm-hmm. those of you that love Sinatra, this is, the, this is the time to go. It's a perfect Mother's Day gift as well. And we'll be doing it at, at Victoria Hall, so great a venue. bit of the old, yeah, great venue, a little bit of the old-fashioned venue. You know, I expect to see people in fedoras and capes and the whole bit. Fantastic. <laughs> and for Christmas, we're going to be doing a concert. We're planning a concert anyway with the Bell Choir from Trinity United, led by, uh, by Debbie Fingus, with John Krauss, our maestro, and the, and the orchestra. And we plan to do every single old... Christmas Carol we can think of. It's going. It, that's going to be fantastic. And in January, uh, in between, uh, our, actually, what would be our our premier concert? Uh, we intend to do um, have the kids from U of T and the Gilbert and Sullivan um, Society come down and do a little bit of Gilbert and Sullivan for us, and that would be the February concert. But the the peak concert is our joint venture with Oriana. Nice. With Oriana, we are going to do the Brahms Requiem. Very nice. Twice. Yes. Uh, John, John Krauss and Lynn James have done a fantastic job of putting this together. We are truly, truly hoping that we will have the opportunity to perform together and all of us be on the stage together, which would be Oriana's, the Northumberland Choir, and the Northumberland Orchestra all together. That's going to be a trinity. Uh, it's going to be two shows, and it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, that would be a real treat. And can if if we don't have a vaccine by then, but things have died down enough that entertainment and, and events like this can take place in a modified way, 
is the board working on different modifications on how to present a concert? Yes. There's a number of different things that have to be taken into consideration. Generally, and you'll pardon me for saying it this way, the, the main, you know, you want to get as many bums and seats as possible. For sure. As many people in as possible. But that's not possible these days, right? There has mm-hmm. to be a safe distance. People have to be able to breathe. People have to be able to to have a safe area around them. So, you know, we, we'll probably we'll have to space our seating better. We'll, we'll have to take a look at venues, and, and we love Trinity, it's our house, but we'll have to take a look at, at venues that allow us to space out. You know, we may look at, uh, we are actually going to be looking at outdoor venues, the, the covert band shelves, so mm-hmm. that people can come, they can listen, they can enjoy, you know, but they can maintain a safe social distance. It may be at Christmas time, you know, which you can't do outside, we, I mean, we usually do a, a little bit of a Christmas preview outside of Victoria Hall for the, for the lighting of the trees. But, you know, if we're going to do this concert inside, then hopefully what will happen is the NLC maybe will have masks or ask people to wear masks to please keep their coats, you know, mm-hmm. uh, hung separately, uh, to space out differently in Ryerson Hall. Uh, these are all of the things that we're looking at. The problem is, Music doesn't always allow for social distancing, you know, but, but we're, we're, we're going to take a look at, at a bunch of different ways to do this because I think this is really important. You know, the, the social distancing keeps us safe, but if we can at least see each other, if we can at least participate, mm-hmm. it, it's something that will draw us closer together as a community. You know, it, it's close as a community, but distance for safety. Yeah, and we're hoping that that can work out. Yeah, it's a tricky thing. So I'm glad I'm I'm glad to hear everybody's you know working on that already, and you got a plan A and you got a plan B that you're working on for the new season, and that's fantastic. So Ken, this has been a a feature we're calling Pay It Forward. It's a feature where we're trying to keep local businesses and services at top of mind who have who've potentially suffering during this COVID crisis. And is there a business that you would like to pay it forward to uh, that you would direct me to for a next interview? Hmm. That's a, that's a really interesting concept. You know, you know, there, there actually is, like I said, we, we came to Coburg in 2011 and I work in Toronto mm-hmm. and my wife now works at, at Coburg Collegiate Institute and there's a fair bit of driving back and forth. And when we came to Coburg about a, a year in, we, we needed a new vehicle. And we ended up doing, well, we, my wife ended up doing all the research. And we had just seen the, the Coburg Kia uh, that is at the top, uh, at the top of Division Street there, mm-hmm. just before you get to the, the 401. And we wandered in there. We ended up buying a vehicle. You know, we were trying to be as green as possible. So it was a hybrid as well. It was a Kia Optima. And in that period of time, from 2011-12 to now, we haven't shopped any place else. Mario Pariah is the, is the owner and his son, mm-hmm. Sebastian, um, you know, with, with Matt on, on service and, and Mark in sales, Catherine Townsend. They're fantastic people. No pressure. Very lovely people. And we've ended up buying three Kias hmm. from them now. 
and my daughter just bought the fourth. Uh, she's she's living in 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 Toronto on the border of Oakville there, but she came here to buy the car because she knew she knew us and she knew them and it it just worked out. So if I'm going to pay it forward, talk to Mario at Cobra Kia. Well, that's perfect. I will certainly give him a holler in the next day or two, and and we'll see if we can get him on an interview on Pay It Forward. So Ken. I'd just like to thank you for all the great work you and the board and the orchestra and choir and John are doing to make living in and moving to Coburg or Coburg Port Hope, uh, Brighton, Northumberland County, such a a great place to move to and live in. Dale, and a a huge thank you to you. Uh, since, Since we've met, you've been a huge supporter of the NLC. I know we were introduced by Carol Ann Bell-Smith, mm-hmm. and I just want to make sure that people out there understand how important you are to us, not just as a supporter, but as a person and as a member of the audience, and we are very, very grateful. Thank well, you so much. You're very thank welcome. You for doing this. All right. Well, thank you, Ken, and you take care. Thanks. Okay. Bye now. What a big hit the entertainment industry has recently taken. We really need to keep the NOC at top of mind in hopes that they'll be able to continue providing beautiful music to Northumberland County. Their website is northumberlandmusic.ca. You've been listening to Reality Realty, Northumberland 89.7 FM's local real estate talk. Join us after this break. If you like pizza and if you like gourmet pizza if you like a pizza that's not like all the other pizzas you're going to want to hear this next pay it forward welcome back this is your local real estate forum northumberland 89.7 fm's reality realty with dale and caroline bryant And I just want to remind everyone that the Pay It Forward segments we're doing right now is to promote local businesses and services that are in our community, serving our community, and just to feature them during these rough COVID-19 times and hopefully help them bounce back when things start to open up as they're starting to open up right now as we speak. Have you ever had a chance to meet Gertrude? Have you ever met Gertrude, Caroline? I don't believe I have, Dale. Well, I don't think you have either. Gertrude, the Gertrude I'm referring to. I think I've only seen pictures of Gertrude. Yeah. Yeah. Gertrude is a modernized 1938 Chevy Maple Leaf flatbed truck. And it's carrying the first mobile Camelot wood-fired oven in North America. Mm -hmm. So if you had met Gertrude, you would remember Gertrude. Yes, I've always seen Gertrude. Gertrude is a looker. She's a beauty. (laughs) Gertrude is a looker. And if you have met Gertrude, you've likely also met a slice of Neapolitan-style thin-crust pizza from Vintage Pizza Pie Co. If you want to hear someone passionate about pizza, 
our phone interview with Richard and Isabel would be the best place to start. Hello, Richard and Isabel. I've been looking forward to connecting with you on Pay It Forward. Hey, Dale. Hey, Dale. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. So we're, we're here to talk about you folks and Vintage Pizza Pie Company. And I know there's a lot of passion that you bring to your business. So who in the world are you guys? And where does that passion come from? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're kind of looking at each other. Who should answer that question? uh, (laughs) I think I will, because, uh, the the passion for pizza started basically on our honeymoon when we were uh, back way back in 1990, we were in Paris and we were basically trying to get over some jet lag and we went out for pizza. And this pizza was the most amazing wood fired pizza we'd ever had. Matter of fact, it was the first wood-fired pizza that I'd ever had, and uh, it was incredible. We were both mind-blown. We couldn't believe the flavors and the texture and how good it was and how it paired so well with a rosé wine. And that started our passion, and it, it uh, went from there, didn't it? Yeah, and, and just to give you a little bit of um, who we are as a business as well, it's um, we're family-owned, so our Our three children work with us as well. So we're considered a mobile catering business. And we have like a 1938 Chevy Maple Leaf truck. It's outfitted with a French copper wood-fired oven Mm -hmm. um, on a flatbed. And we basically specialize in Neapolitan-style wood-fired pizza and serve up buffet-style at people's like special events, weddings, corporate events, and that kind of thing. All right. Well, that that sort of leads, leads me into something else I wanted to ask you. Guys, is getting started by getting everyone like craving and salivating here. And there are so many places you can find pizza, but there's nothing like a vintage pizza pie. And I'm just wondering what's in the DNA of your pizza pies to make them so special? So we, what we do is we uh, make our own dough and um, it's Italian and it's a blend, and it's a bit of a secret, so we're not going to go any further with that. But All right. <laughs> but what we do is uh, our dough is it's made, and then we let it uh, sit for three days, and the uh, fermentation process starts, and all the enzymes and flavors develop, and it creates uh, some beautiful, beautiful flavors. Mm-hmm. Um, from there, they're cooked in a wood-fired pizza oven, at about 850 degrees, they're uh, what we call flame-kissed crusts. Okay. So, and, and what happens there is with that 850 degree temperature, the water evaporates out of the dough and creates this beautiful, crusty kind of flavor that's not in your regular pizza dough or pizza flavors that you buy from downtown. And uh, this is the difference. Mm-hmm. Of course, our amazing uh, ingredients. And what we do there is we have a few suppliers in Toronto, which we picked and travel into Toronto to buy our ingredients. And you can't get all these ingredients in just one place or delivered by one delivery company. So we've 
handpicked our ingredients and they're local. Some are organic, some mm-hmm. are Italian, some are German. It's amazing. We have a, we have a, an incredible selection of flavors that uh, I think really bring out the incredible flavors in our pizza. And you folks, you're very particular about the quality that goes into these ingredients and into your pizzas, aren't you? Yeah, I'm, I think one of the things that is important, too, is the simplicity of the pizzas. If you think about the actual dough itself, it's really only four ingredients, right? We've got the flour, we've got the water, the yeast and the salt, but it's all in how it's made and then how it's actually baked um, at that high heat. The quality of the ingredients, for sure. I mean, we're looking at San Marzano tomatoes only. Um, The mozzarella is not a brick mozzarella. You're talking about a nice, fresh, soft-ripened mozzarella and brine. Uh, All the meats are beautiful. And, um, yeah, we're partnered up with lots of people here locally as well for our fresher um, ingredients like the the veggies. And so I think it's a combination of many different things that come together and a bit of experience now too behind us that create a nice product. I mentioned, you know, we're going to get people craving and salivating. It's happening to me right now. And we're only halfway through this interview. (laughs) So you're talking about flavors. Tell me about some unique signature creations. Well, they're kind of fun, right? Because Pizza is super flexible. You can really do anything. You can put anything on a pizza. Um, But some of our most popular pizzas um, are, you've got your classic margarita, which, of course, is the San Marzano tomatoes, the fresh basil. Thanks to Burnham Family Market for the basil Mm -hmm. (laughs) products there. You have the buffalo mozzarella. And a nice quality olive oil will finish the classic margarita so well. Um, Some of our signature pizzas that we've created over the years, looking at the White Dragon, which is a cream-based pizza. It's vegetarian. It has bell peppers, wood-fired mushrooms, spring onions, cheddar, and mozzarella. We've also created the mushroom prosciutto alfredo, super popular at weddings. It has a cream base and cheddar and prosciutto with wood-fired mushrooms, mozzarella. Mm. Um, and since you can put anything on a pizza, when we do weddings, we've created some dessert pizzas like the coconut s'mores, for example. Where mm. you, yeah, so, you know, you've got marshmallows and nice dark chocolate and coconut. And it's amazing. A hot dessert pizza tastes yeah. Nice. yeah. Interesting, interesting creations, interesting ingredients. I once, I once heard you guys talk about duck on a pizza. Oh yes. So we um, we've sourced this company called uh, King Cole Ducks in uh, Richmond Hill, Ontario, and they have the most incredible smoked duck you could ever taste. Mm. So, so we've uh, partnered up with them. And they sell our pizzas, and we put their smoked duck on uh, one of our pizzas called the uh, Smoked Duck Alfredo. Yeah, the meaty one mm-hmm. as well. Yes. And can you only get that pizza through that particular supplier? Or no, do you supply uh, it in uh, other venues? 
Yes, you can uh, you can actually get this pizza at uh, Burnham Family Market. Mm-hmm. And the smoked duck fungi as well, which is at the market s'more. Mm-hmm. And of course, the King Cole Duck Company, they sell three types of pizzas with smoked duck on them. Okay, so well, we're into we're into suppliers. Um, where where people can find your pizza? Um, you mentioned a few now. Are there any more local suppliers where people? And now that's a frozen pizza, correct? That you would pick up. Yeah, so in the nice boutique markets or boutique shops locally, we have Sun Tree um, Food Place or Food Market, Fresh Food Market, I believe it is. Mm-hmm. In Port Hope, also of course, markets more we've mentioned. Uh, Burnham Family Market, Hermas Fine Foods. Um, if you're lucky enough to stay at Whispering Springs Wedding Venue, they are serving up our pizzas as well for their room service. There's um, Millbrook Mercantile as well, and uh, all the way to Peterborough, we have um, Delectable Fine Foods as well. And of course, New Market is the King Cole Duck Company. Or if you have an event coming up and you want to call on Vintage Pizza Pie Co to cater that event, that would be another great way to have your pizzas, wouldn't it? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. We love to do all kinds of private events and corporate events. Um, we're particularly fond of doing weddings. Um, it's just really nice to be part of that special day and that people entrust us with their, their food for the day and hopefully we provide a, a nice experience as well. Yeah, and what what, uh, what people love when we arrive at a wedding is the antique truck. It rumbles up to the wedding venue and, uh, boy, heads turn. Yeah, and, and and Isabel told us about the truck earlier on. Can you tell us again uh, what this truck is all about? Sure. It's a 1938 uh, Chevy Maple Leaf, and um, it's been it's a bit of a hybrid. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been modified quite a bit. It has a modern drivetrain, so you know I can put uh, modern parts into it when they break. I can do highway speeds, and uh, it's safe. It's safe to drive. So we're we're very happy that it has this antique look with a modern uh, feel to it. Power yeah. steering, power brakes, you know, all those cool things. Yeah, and then it's trailering this amazing-looking wood oven. So the wood oven is, is actually a copper um, copper shell on a, and, uh, the insides of the oven are actually from France. And the copper shell was made in Skowhegan, Maine. Um, so we had that oven engineered to fit this particular truck. So it took us a quite a bit of time to be able to come to the completion of this project. I think it was a couple of years before uh, everything came together from mm-hmm. basically the idea to the actual execution of it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's a stunning thing to see. And... Yeah, it is. If you have, if people haven't seen it, they should look at your website and look up Vintage Pizza Pie Company and take a look because you got some great pictures on your website of of the truck and the oven. And right now, what I want to get to is this COVID crisis. It's done such a number on so many local businesses. Just wondering if it has affected your business, and if so, how has it affected it? Yeah, it definitely has affected it. Um, we 
of course, do weddings every summer. Now, most of our 2020 weddings that were scheduled for this year have now been postponed to 2021. Uh, all the festivals have been canceled. So we usually do festivals and weddings during uh, our season from May to September or October. And so that's looking really different this year. Uh, however, our frozen product are more popular than ever because I believe that people really enjoy purchasing from those boutique shops where they don't have to wait in line. They can order online. It makes it really convenient for them. Mm-hmm. So that part's been busier than any other year. And that's definitely due to COVID-19. So it's changed how we do things. And yeah, so big changes this year. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's nice that that aspect of the business has picked up for the big void that venues has left you without. And as you guys know, this is our pay it forward feature where we have a, a promotion of local small business and the local small business then directs me to where I go next. And you guys have already directed me to a business and we've already conducted that interview, but uh, would you like to mention the business that you paid it forward to? Yes. So we promoted uh, Market and S'more right in downtown Coburg. And uh, they're a great little shop. Uh, Lucas and Montana are the owners and they supply our little town with beautiful produce, uh, incredible pizzas. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and all kinds of really interesting products that you can't get at every grocery store. So you should check them out. Yeah. I was particularly impressed with how quickly and efficiently they were able to adjust their business with the COVID-19 restrictions. Um, in order to, you know, go online, uh, online orders, um, and able to be able to feed the community and, and feed those market demands. So that's, I know that's something that had, they had to work really hard at, and I'm happy that they carry our business too, but I uh, just want to say how impressed we were with, with that. Yeah. Well, she, uh, Montana is the one who I was interviewing and she was absolutely delightful to speak with and, Yeah, it sounds like she's got just a fantastic business. And, I mean, it's people like Montana and it's people like you, Richard and Isabel, that make living in Northumberland County and moving to Northumberland County uh, such a great place to live and move to. And so how can listeners contact you if they would like to give you a call for a future venue or anything else? Yeah, the best way to contact us is through our website at uh, www.vintagepizzapie.com. And uh, there's a contact tab where um, you can fill out the info and we respond as soon as we can. Well, Isabel, Richard, thank you very much for joining me on Pay It Forward. And we'll be talking to you later then. Thanks so much, Dale. Thank you, Dale. It's a pleasure talking to you. You're very welcome. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye now. Supporting local farmers, supporting local vendors, and supporting a local craving for great-tasting gourmet pizzas. Richard and Isabel from Vintage Pizza Pie Co. have set the bar high in the pizza industry. 
They've been busy filling orders for their frozen products, but don't forget to look them up for your next special occasion or business venue with 50 guests or more. And I'd also like to remind everyone about the questions I'd like to pose so that we can generate some really good talk about things that have actually happened to you in your real estate transactions and to you in your home over this COVID crisis. And the one question is, during a previous real estate transaction, what went wrong or nearly went wrong and how was it handled or avoided? And the second question, what do you appreciate or wish was different about your home now that the COVID crisis has us spending so much time in our homes. What do you, what do you think in our home? What have you appreciated? Oh, or I, wish was different. What I've appreciated is having fitness equipment to use. Mm-hmm. I am very grateful for that because we have been eating a little bit differently than we were. Oh, confession prior, time. Prior okay. to to quarantine, and. Um, yeah, I I really appreciate that we have that ability. I appreciate that it's on a different level of the house too, so I feel like I'm kind of going somewhere. Even though <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I I appreciate that we have the fitness equipment that it haunts me to to remind me that it's I should mocking you. that I should be going down there and using it. It's mocking you as you go. Oh, this is another thing I appreciate. I appreciate that we have a second fridge because we we're trying to not shop often, right? So we're trying to stock up mm-hmm. so we're not shopping as often and uh, very grateful. So as you head downstairs to that second fridge, is that equipment mocking you? Yes, it has. Yes. It has. And and, I, and I'm going to reintroduce myself to it in the future. Okay. So, Carol Ann, thanks for co-hosting with me again today. You're welcome. And thank you, the listeners, for spending time with us. If you have any questions or comments about today's show or for any real estate questions, feel free to contact me by emailing dale at dalebryant.ca. I'm an active real estate broker with Royal LePage Pro Alliance Realty Brokerage. And don't forget to join me next Thursday morning from 11 a.m. until 12 noon for Reality Realty on Northumberland 89.7 FM, Truly Local Radio. Until next week, folks.